0: Two interracial couples on a quest where fantasy and the real world collide. This is when Crit Happens.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rock Rakatima! <laughs>
2: I, <know. laughs>
1: I am your Game Master, Torsten David Johnson. He, they, and I am joined today by... JDR.
3: What's up, y'all? JDR, Joshua David Robinson, aka Titan, a
0: And DEW?
3: Hello, my name is Dew. Dewdrop.
4: <laughs> I am a little dewdrop. Short and stout. Here is my Dew. And here is my drop. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, but I go by they sheet.
1: I think those do have names. When a droplet of water yeah. forms and is falling, There's a term for that.
5: Rain. (laughs) (laughs) No, not rain. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to leave it there. (laughs) I'll introduce myself. (laughs) Okay. Kylie
5: Marie Brinkman, she, her, playing Josephine Awake, AKA Joe. Also, she, her.
1: Oh, amazing.
4: Uh... (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. It was so factual. You said, Oh, I have the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) right. (laughs) all
1: right so let's get into a little recap uh so last time you all awoke in the middle of the night to the sound of battle Ah! at the walls of typhon head you hastily ushered the students and staff of the paltry academy of excellence which you all remember is named after its patron
4: i do remember that
1: duke Paltry DeLargo.
4: Mm.
1: Of
3: course. Who, who could possibly forget Paltry DeLargo? I wrote it down in my notebook. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. <laughs> Paltry DeLargo. <laughs> uh,
1: you dragon. ushered them down the staircase that Malaya and the pirates had used to enter the fortress from the sea cave down below. My BFF. As you descended through the dank staircase, Malaya helped to calm the children as well as calm the headmaster, Oromaya. Then, as you got closer to the cave below, Jasu, you began to sense a change in the air. Something that seemed like, I don't know, the smell Pasta? of boiling with salt noodles? water. Pasta, with maybe? You were the one that Something. said it in the I last know, <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's boiling salt water was what I was going for. And Titan, you noticed the Tempest Bringer, which is the scepter that you found, the magical scepter with a gem on top. Quivering. So, Jasu, you crept down ahead of the group with as much stealth as you could muster, and in the cave down below, you found the two boats tied up, but also some bubbling, steaming water in the middle of the chamber. You used your divine sense ability, and you could tell that there was some kind of magical, endowed spiritual energy down in the depths. You told this to the rest of the group, and the three of you decided to go down together. To explore before bringing the children. As you entered the chamber, an enormous creature emerged from the depths, a creature that you recognized from the relief sculpture, which happened to be on the door to this stairwell. Joe had identified that monster as the Typhon, the legendary monster for which this headland, Typhon Head, is named. Mm. The Typhon wanted to fight and wanted the gem that you are carrying, Titan, on the top of the Tempest Bringer. You all tried to reason a little bit, but the Typhon didn't seem to have much capacity for that. Uh, he did tell you that he had lost the gem hundreds of years ago when he was vanquished by a man wearing yellow, bearing a, a symbol of of a bird, a seabird, a seabird of prey on his chest. Mm. And in the end, you managed to vanquish the Typhon again. And poetically, it was Titan using the very gem that the typhon coveted so dearly. And as the monster fell back into the boiling pool of water from whence it came, you saw pirates in three more skiffs coming in from the open ocean. (laughs) (laughs) We
3: got to start a YouTube show because the pantomime of the recap (laughs) that (laughs) Dewdrop just did... (laughs) Truly, truly, <laughs> ten out of ten, magnificent, and Again. and no one can see, no one seeing it. Just that was just for for, for it was us. was beautiful. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Do drop. We'll
4: Don't tell the people about my secrets, Joshua.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that is where we are now. So these three little skiffs you see have have kind of been holding their position just outside the entrance of the cave. Because there was all of this rough water being caused by the typhon. And so the the skiffs who weren't going to try to enter the cave now look like, as it's calming down, maybe they are getting ready to row inside. What do you all do?
3: Um, I, I shout to them and be like, the water's all clear. Come on and let's get these kids on these boats.
1: One of them leaves their oar and comes to the head of the skiff and calls back at you.
0: "Helloa!" All right, we're coming in!
1: And uh, and they start to heave on the oars, and one by one, these skiffs start to come in through this narrow entrance. The rocky ceiling at the entrance of this sea cave is really only five or six feet over the surface of the water, oh, so they wow. have to kind of duck their heads down in order to get in. Creepy.
3: Or Emmaus, you know? did you know about this Typhon thing? You know that it was down here. Oh, uh, no,
2: I had...
1: Absolutely no idea. And uh, Oromia is coming down right next to Malaya with some of the kids peering down between their, between them uh, at you, looking at the, the hot water that is still kind of like causing a little bit of steam to rise up off of these stones um, that got thrown all over the cave. And Oramaya says, that, that, that was can I, the Typhon?
4: As we like look at the
1: boiling water and such, can I do some
4: sort of, like real like religious check sort of Mm. i have never encountered a a creature such as this and i want to see whether or not there's any like amazing is this a thing
1: (laughs) yeah do you want to use another divine sense
4: yeah i'll do it
1: great so as you use your divine sense give me a religion check
4: cool i rolled a nine a nine but a really high nine it's like a nine but Mm. but with Uh with flair a little like nice flair around it where i drew Mm. in the in the middle of the circle a little smiley Mm. face and it's actually really nice
2: yeah
1: it's like a nine out of ten right
4: it's like a nine out of (laughs) ten but really it's a nine out of twenty
1: what is that with your modifier or is that just a nine (laughs) that's
4: with my modifier because my modifier is a plus two and on the die i rolled a seven Mm -hmm. and that's how math works thanks crunch of the dice
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> somebody listen to the episode um great uh yeah so the energy that you felt when you were down here the first time when you also used your divine sense and i i use this new term endowed mm-hmm. it's clearly in the same spiritual zone as the corruption mm. but instead of being corrupted what you were sensing was this endowed energy and what you felt was like this swelling energy, like something was rising and getting closer and bigger. Mm. And now you still feel that endowment, but it's softly sinking and it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And even just in this short little span of time that you're using your your ability, you feel it almost go out. It's as if the spirit that you were sensing is is leaving this place. Mm. As far as your ability to discern its religious implications, well, you got a nine out of 20. Nine out of so, 10, uh, <laughs> correct yourself. You can tell that this creature and this spiritual energy is, is related to the Typhon, and you can tell that it has something to do with this place, but you are pretty sure that it's not a god. Mm. Or something like that. Like it's, yeah, it's more like a localized spirit. It's not a great spirit. Got it. But you're you're not quite sure who they might be associated with, or, or anything else.
2: Hmm.
5: Okay. Yeah. The Or Oramaya is the Or Maya. Yeah. I'm finding it very difficult to believe that y'all didn't know that this typhon was in the water when literally there's a picture of him on the door. Okay,
1: I didn't know that was a door, okay? I thought it, it just looked like part of a wall. So no one with... told
5: you when you took over this orphanage there was monster lurking in the basement this whole time? Absolutely not. Hmm. Okay. So <laughs> <Joe's> skeptical. <laughs>
1: Um, you look around, and now that things have calmed a bit in this room, you get uh, the chance to scatter it out. You see that it has the the look of a nice little hiding place. Hmm. Mm. You see a couple stores of food and water off to one side, a, a big water barrel with what looks like a bag of salt pork or something like that sitting on top of it. There's a small chest next to that as well, and all of these are are close to the area where these boats get tied up. It looks like a prime hideout for pirates, and at just about this time is when you see these three skiffs. Uh, the, The first one has now fully made their way in, and the other two are starting to enter as well.
2: Hmm,
3: seems like these people have been here uh, before. Great, I'm gonna start trying to organize the kids to get ready to get on these boats.
1: Great. Malaya helps you and says, all right, kids, kids, we're gonna have to get on these boats, okay? So just listen to Titan and they'll help figure out who should go where... And then Malaya looks to all of you and says, how do we want to do this? Should we...
5: I do not think the children should row.
1: Oh, I I agree. How
5: many... Looking would, at the boats. Yeah. Will you tell us what the boats look like?
1: Yeah. So they're pretty big. It looks like three, maybe four people, if it was going to be tight, could sit next to each other. So the person on the outside would be the person rowing, but two people could sit on the benches in between them. Mm. And uh, and there's four sets of oars. So there's eight oars total. And they currently have eight pirates on them each. So there's three boats coming in and...
5: And eight pirates on each boat? Yeah. So we can crunch
1: those dice and...
5: What's 24...
1: 24 pirates
5: yes mental man yeah don't the kids take rowing as an extracurricular because they're on the ocean i don't think that they need need to row though (laughs) (laughs) they
2: Um, don't well because i guess not are the pirates are coming
0: with us are they not Uh, or am i forgetting
1: as they get closer yeah uh one of the 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 same pirate that called out to you before says
0: all right so we've got to do this pretty quick because there's a battle raging up above we need to get as many of you into these three ships as we can we can keep rowing. We'll just leave these two skiffs for Jaquetta and the gang up above. Sound good? Okay. Sounds good. Sounds like you got a plan and I am not
1: going to question it.
3: Kids, getting in the boats with the nice pirates. All right.
0: Load up. Load up. Load
1: up. <laughs> and uh, this this pirate who has a hoop earring uh, in her nose with a Hi. a piece of what looks like a, Booger? a blue stone oh. in it. Not a book. topaz. <laughs> a topaz. It's got a topaz in it. Is topaz blue? I thought topaz was brown.
3: Topaz is not blue. It's not? I don't think. Sapphire. That's the mm. gem.
1: That's like the bougie one. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a sapphire uh, that ping, shines out from this, this nose ring that she's got. And she gestures to one of the other pirates and says, you go up. Tell Giuqueta what the plan is. And this other pirate hops out of the boat and says, excuse me. Uh, just hang on tight. The seas are pretty rough out there, and takes off up the stairs to go alert Jaquetta to what's going on down here.
4: will he come back or should we go without
1: no that that, that one's prefers to use they them pronouns, but uh they'll be good. they're gonna help out with the the battle here
4: just Sue's life is like <laughs> Jesu just, just goes there's more than one person who in her brain she's just like what um and then she goes would uh you i be okay taking um this person their spot
0: you can hop right in yes great actually we could use somebody to help row so if you want to help out that would be grand yes Jesu, please row because
3: titan titan was like is like please don't ask let them ask me to try to start rowing this boat Mm.
4: (laughs) i get in and i stop saying words because i'm worried now that i'm very confused
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay so everybody finds a spot uh the children are getting in
0: oh, I don't, I don't want to sit there. It's t- too close that she smells.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you all want to be in the same boat or in different
5: boats? Oh, no. Why? I the fact that you're this. asking has me worried. Why <laughs> do you want to know? This. Why do you want to know? Yeah, I'm not telling you. It's too much information. You're
1: not telling me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: This is a stand. We're doing a stand right now. We're actually we're doing our own thing. Torsten, please leave the room so that way the rest of us can play Clear. DD. Different boats.
3: Titan Titan jumps in the, the boat with the okay. cutest pirates. Alright. Sounds good. Which I guess is probably probably this 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 sapphire ringed person. Oh, that's uh, yeah, the, she, the, she the says, same
0: boat as me. <laughs> I'm Blue Nose Betty. Nice to make your acquaintance.
3: Charmed. I uh, take Blue Nose Betty's hand and give it a kiss and then offer mine to Blue Nose Betty. Uh. See what she does.
1: (laughs) Uh, She takes it and gives you a little wink Oh, and just the lightest grays. Her lips barely touch your hand. A roll for horniness. (laughs) Go for it. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are you trying to hold out? Do you want to do you want to be horny? or do you want to be? I mean,
3: we're just going to see what the dice say. 16 on the die. Ooh, I don't know what day. I would add to that. but here we
1: are. <laughs> I think uh let's see. let's see. The little you're... grays.
3: All right, so like we like we like the little feathery touch. All
1: right. Horniness stands up to to a hotness check here. Oh, yeah, you you are damn horny. Wow! Hot.
3: The bat after the battle, I got my battle blood up, and then Blue Nose Betty comes mm-hmm. in here and it's like <laughs> charmed, and I'm like, and it's grazing my hand with with uh, her soft lips. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in this boat. <laughs>
1: uh, amazing. Okay, so the three of you are gonna be in different boats. Is that right?
3: Well, I think yep. Jasu is in Blue Nose Betty's boat too. The part, the dude who jumped out. Was that part of Blue Nose Betty's
1: boat? So several pirates are jumping out and they'll fill in wherever. So wherever oh, okay. you, you three I'm go. I'm going to be in Betty's boat. Y'all figure the rest in of that Betty's shit boat.
5: out. I'm going to go to a different boat, I guess. If that, I'm going okay. to the boat with the least amount of children.
1: Uh, Malaya's going to come with you, Joe. Great. So Malaya says, all right, this boat looks like it's got plenty of room jumps in with you. Uh, most of the kids are in two of the boats, and so there's only a few left over coming to this third boat. There's plenty of room on these three skiffs for you, the kids, and Oramaya, The th- There's also a couple other staff members. There's like a...
5: Lunch lady. The cook is there.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. And Blue Nose Betty says, all right, well, I think it's time to get this show on the road. Let's shove off. And they push back out towards the entrance to this cave. So everybody has found their spot in these skiffs, and you are pushing off towards the entrance, toward this small little slot of an entrance out towards the open ocean. As you make your way in these little boats, you see the pirates unship the oars, and with great skill, it's clear that they've done this before, get up enough momentum so that they can break through the waves that are crashing in uh, and then ship the oars very very quickly and they call out to everybody duck and the skiff heads towards this narrow entrance you you duck down and you see the the limestone of this cave right above your heads as as this little boat slides through and then hits the big waves of the ocean beyond and starts to rock. And the pirates unship the oars and very quickly begin to row again, picking up momentum.
5: I think Joe was thrilled by that experience. And I just want to remind the listeners that I got a blowout from that last encounter with <laughs> Typhon. So as we hit the ocean, I am look I am glowing and my hair is looking great.
1: Amazing. <laughs> Yes. That was Joe's skiff. Next up is the skiff that Jasu is on. Cool. Jasu, you are on the oars. I would like you to make an <laughs> athletics check cool. uh, as you try to participate in this activity.
4: Amazing. <laughs> oh. I rolled a natural one.
2: No. Oh, no.
4: shit. I did. I did. I, did. Okay, I have so a plus wanna... six to athletics, and I rolled a natural one. Oh God! It's my highest score when I rolled a natural
1: one. You want to tell me how this goes? What happens here?
4: I think what happens is that like I have a lot of strength. I'm very strong, but I don't. Uh-huh. I've never actually rowed a boat before, so I don't yeah. think I understand which way <laughs> is what. And uh-huh. I'm like all, working against the rest of the team
1: <laughs> this question came up from one of our listeners recently what do your hands look like because you've described yourself as an elephant person and i'm not sure Ooh, everybody understands
4: someone asked that
1: yeah one of our, our listeners. listeners
5: are very engaged
4: oh my yeah. god that's so nice <laughs> i think so she's an elephant person and like in in D D, like if you look up Luxodans on online, they mm-hmm. have an elephant face but then and their body is bigger and all of those things, but then their hands are actual hands. Mm-hmm. But I don't think of her as like someone with five fingers. I think she's someone okay. with three and they are mm. almost like you know how like elephants have those like sort of big sort of things that look all together they're still basically all palm and then these oh. shorter little stubs for fingers okay. that mm-hmm. she's using
3: <laughs> great teenage mutant ninja turtle style almost i've never seen oh, yeah.
4: that but oh. i'm sure yes
1: i think they have they had three fingers yeah 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 it looks like that so you are pulling hard but not in concert with the others nope this means oh. that the skiff kind of goes askew yeah your oar runs into another one of their oars and so the boat kind of lists and it doesn't hit the, the slot at the right angle. And so it hits the, the wall and clunk. There's this big jolt because you have a fair amount of momentum. I'm going to make a check for the kids in the boat. Fuck. Oh,
2: no. Fuck.
1: <sighs> okay. One of them is uh, thrown off balance and heads toward the wall and is kind of thrown up over the side.
4: I, I try to grab...
1: Okay, great. Give me another athletics check. Athletics check.
4: Oh god. <laughs> okay, this is better. Where's the PFDs? Twelve. That's a twelve.
1: Oh, a twelve. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you grab them by their shirt, and their their hair gets wet. They are over far enough that they are like in the water, but you pull them back right before the boat crashes into the wall, and so you save them from like getting crushed, <gasps> and pull them back onto the boat. Everybody kind of freaks out. Or Amaya's on this boat with you. Oh my god. Oh my god. Kids, get low. Get low and ormaya is like sitting down in the in the base of this boat the boat right behind you now tighten the boat that you're in is coming towards this boat all the pirates are facing the opposite direction because they're rowing what do you do <sighs>
3: So like their boat has steered in into our path. Is that what you're saying?
1: Exactly. So your boat is headed towards the exit, but now there's another boat that's blocking the the way.
3: I run to the prow of the ship as if I'm the coxswain. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: Yes.
5: I don't
3: Do know, you know what yes. either
2: of
5: those two words were yes. prow yes. and coxswain. Yes.
3: And I say I try to I start directing and then like to the right, hard, hard, and now we're curling, hard, hard, hard. To the right, <laughs> what? Go! Are these words that you're using?
1: <laughs> okay, great. I want you to give me a charisma check.
4: Joshua should have advantage because he knows words. It can have.
1: It can be performance. It can be a performance check. All right. Not great. Thirteen. A thirteen. Yes. So you managed to get the the boat to kind of slow down a little bit and change its direction, so it's not going to run straight into Jesu's boat. And so instead, it kind of also bangs into the wall a little bit, but at an angle where nobody is in danger. So the two of your boats are currently in a little bit of a log jam right at the entrance. The waves are continuing to crash in, so it's going to be hard to get out. Meanwhile, your boat on the outside, Joe... You're in the waves now, and the boat is being tossed a a fair amount. But you see that these two boats are kind of clogged up in the entrance.
5: I'm going to yell to the rowers on my boat. Hold up! I think we have a problem! Um, And how far are we now from the...
1: You're not too far. Maybe 20, 30 feet, something like that. The boats are all pretty close to each other. One of the pirates yells, Oh,
0: yeah, they got all caught up. All right, well, uh, maybe we can toss them a rope.
5: So we head back in that direction of the cave entrance. Bring it about! So we're just going to hang out on the outside, seeing if any kids float on out that we need to save.
1: Great. Why don't you make a perception check? Uh, As this little skiff makes its way back towards the entrance of the cave, and uh, one of the pirates uh, takes a rope out and throws it towards your skiff, Jasu. Ten. Great. Looking around, Joe, you see that there are several ships out in the deep They are just about 200 feet away. Looking off to your left, you see the lights of Stormhaven, middle of the night. There's not a lot of light coming from the city, but you can see it at the head of the bay here. There's a a couple of lights that are always kept lit right at the entrance of the harbor for uh, any boats so that they don't run aground. And you see, as you As you turn around and head back towards the the cave, these huge towering cliffs right above you, leading up to the walls of Typhon Head, high, high above. You can't see any of the activity on the walls of Typhon Head, but you do hear a few shouts and clamors of the battle that is happening at the fortress. But the boat swings back underneath the cliffs, getting pretty close, and one of these pirates throws a rope Uh, which is caught by another pirate uh, on your boat jasu thank god and now the pirates begin to work together to iron things out and row together to to pull out all three of these boats
4: so we're no longer rowing we're being
1: pulled you're kind of being pulled and then they they start giving you directions they say like okay now now pull 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 ship your oar ship your oar Yeah, maybe
4: I rolled a one because I don't understand what any of that means. (laughs) But I am trying.
3: You don't understand what pull means?
4: I am now trying to do what everyone else is doing when they start speaking in words that are, I suppose, English, but not things that I understand because I have no context for.
1: (laughs) Amazing. So you manage to first get Jasu's boat out, and then once you're able to get your or in the water, then they tell you to pull and you are a great asset to them with your, your immense strength being able to pull.
4: I feel finally helpful again and I I, I calm down. I calm down <laughs> from the freak out I was having.
1: And so then they get the third boat to to start to move out breaking through these waves as well. And as this is happening, there's a fair amount of noise yelling happening down here to get all of this uh, to to function you hear. Oh,
2: no. Oh, I don't know what that is. The sound of a dying bird?
5: Of a a pterodactyl.
1: (laughs) Of a giant osprey. Of course. Mm. And a dark shadow (laughs) sweeps across your boat, Joe, being farthest out from Ah. the cliff line. And you see this bird. Come out from over the the fortress. Clearly, it was engaged in the battle occurring at the fortress itself. But now it sweeps out far enough that it is able to look down and see you.
4: What is it again? You said it's a what? It's
1: the giant osprey Osprey. And you'll re- the you saw this giant osprey flying towards the battlements, not last episode, but the previous episode and it clearly had a rider on it.
4: I channel divinity, confusion of storm clouds.
1: Oh, shit. Okay.
4: So what I do, <laughs> what, hap- what you see happen is like I'm helping pull, and Joe, do you say anything when you s- well, do you say that you see it?
5: So what I do, what mm-hmm. I, this might conflict with what you're going to do, okay. though, but I kind of, because mm-hmm. you started, I kind of want you to do your thing. Everybody well,
1: hears the cry. Because uh, at this point, all okay. three boats are out. Joe, yeah. your mm. boat is the farthest out. So you definitely see it And fly you're saying first.
5: that the bird goes right over our, bo- our it's boat? It's about
1: 100 feet up. Oh, so it's okay. So okay. it's not close. It's okay. not okay. skimming our boat. And, mm. and
5: we all hear it. Like I hear it too. Yeah,
1: everybody hears it. Okay.
4: So then I look up and the, and I see it. And I it almost happens as a reflex <clears> where wow. I like say like a little prayer uh, to myself. Yeah. But what ends up happening is that my staff lights up and from it billows out this fog
1: amazing yeah Mm -hmm. this fog rises up from the surface of the water do you want to remind us what this does
4: so it creates a thick cloud of fog that surrounds you and heavily obscures the area for 20 feet in all directions and follows you as you move so i'm centered Mm -hmm. it centers on me yeah you and all creatures within five feet of this treat this fog is lightly obscured (laughs) this fog lasts 10 minutes spreads around corners and cannot be dispersed until you choose to end it
1: so i'm gonna say because you're all pulling these boats out which means that your boats are quite close to each other your boat is fully in it Mm -hmm. joe's boat is mostly hidden And Titan, your boat is mostly hidden. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everybody right around you, Jasu, can see through this. Yeah. But Joe and Titan, this heavily obscures things for you. So you're not able to see very well right now um, because you're too far from Jasu. Mm -hmm. What do the two of you do?
5: Freak out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, I think that prior to this. Osprey making its appearance in that description that you gave of the town and the and the cliffs. Joe, like had this moment of of catching the town and the lights and this like very comforting moment of like, mm. ah, the quiet of home. But like, feeling like she's in the right place by being where she is. But then looking up the cliffs when she could see it and hearing the battle and like, oh, fuck. like this is part yeah. of, you know, I am in the midst of like a much bigger. Thing that's happening around mm. us and then the bird just like spooks me and i think i like literally scream and duck down even though okay. the bird is not actually above my head oh. but i am reacting like
2: yeah. ah
5: and like <laughs> just like yeah. whip my head
2: down
5: yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh this is clearly an overreaction because it's not right there but i do not i'm not a fan of big birds
1: <laughs> great what about you titan
5: we're
3: heading and we know where we're headed. We're headed toward. how far away is the... The ships are like,
1: about 200 feet from you.
3: Great. I shout to the the rowing people. It's like, we got to go, gang. It's going to be dangerous for 200 feet. We'll try to give you some cover, but we got to get to them boats as fast as we can.
5: Are we all connected by rope then? Like, right? each.
1: Uh, the pirates want to let it go. They say, right, if we're going to make tracks, we got to let go of these ropes. Uh, they think that they'll be faster working... Independently, great. Um, okay. Yeah.
5: But we're ideally—I mean—is it obvious to everyone that we're ideally staying together or as close as we can to get coverage from jasu's cloud?
1: Uh, I think some of the pirates are like,
5: "Where did this fog
3: come from? I can't see anything." Shh, shh, shh. You know, you know where the boats are. Just head towards the boat. This is good. This is gonna keep us safe from the birds. Okay? You're not trying to get plucked out your seat by a bird now, are you? Blue Nose Betty says,
0: "You know where this fog came from?"
3: Yeah, of course. Oh. Look, uh, I, and I point in the direction of uh, Jasu's boat. So it it's coming from over there. You see how and... it's getting all thick over right yes, by there? Yes, I can't see jack shit. Just we'll talk about it on the pirate ship. Let's
1: row. All right, great. Every I'm gonna have these pirates make per survival checks. Yeah with advantage yeah all all three of them are going to get to make it with advantage because they're either able to see through it pretty clearly uh if they're close to you jasu or they are their ship is not entirely entirely in the fog cloud since it's only 20 foot radius so joe your boat is able to see no problem there's somebody at the the bow who's giving directions actually maybe it's malaya malaya runs up to the front
0: okay nope starboard more to starboard Yep, more to starboard <laughs> <laughs> You've made up these boats. They don't. They don't really. They don't
4: mean anything.
1: Titan, or no, sorry, sue your boat also is doing fine. Uh, you're able to see through it pretty well, and so you can keep an eye both on the boat in front of you and the next boat. Titan, your boat is the last one, and also no problem.
3: Fantastic.
1: So the the three of you, all, all three of your boats, have a good bead on where you're headed, and the pirates start rowing. All right, so here's how this is going to go. You have just about 200 feet to go. Joe, your boat has 160 feet to go. Jasu, your boat has 180 feet to go. And because you're the last one out, Titan, your boat has 200 full feet to go. Okay. For every round that, you, that the Pirates are spending their full action rowing, your boat can travel 40 feet. Oh. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> if they take the dash action, then they can go 80 feet. Make sense? Yep. Okay. Yep. So.
5: Don't we want them to take the dash action every time, or are you going to tell us something? Probably. But.
1: Stuff's going to happen. <laughs> um, so the first thing that's, uh, everything is lined up now. They all have, they've all made their survival checks. You use your channel divinity. We'll call that the uh, the initiation round. And everybody roll initiative.
0: Hello! This is your quartermaster, here to say, welcome to the crew of the Fang and Bone. We're glad you're joining us on this adventure. And we'd like to take a moment to give a hip-hip to two of our most notorious benefactors. Steve, the Brink Brinkman. We wouldn't be here without you. Literally, not on Earth for some of us. So thanks. And Andrew the Locker Jones, which I'm pretty sure is an overextended reference to another extremely popular pirate story, and I'll have no more to say about that. But words that I will say more of are these. There's much more to tickle your cockles from when crit happens. This summer, there are plots afoot for a rendezvous in some port of call on the eastern seaboard. come. Show your face, and perhaps we'll play some games. And in order to keep you abreast of these plans, don't wait for a pamphlet. We stopped publishing those, and we lost our semaphore flags. So the surest bet is to follow us on Instagram, at when crit Happens. All right, that's all from me. Remember, the resistance stays strong when the people stand together. Now... Back to the adventure.
1: Everybody roll initiative.
4: No. <laughs> I'm a lot of defiance today. Wow. wow. <laughs> I rolled a seven, which means I have a six.
5: I rolled a seven as well.
3: Wow. I rolled a three and therefore got a
1: seven.
5: <gasps> what? Come on. Wow.
1: <laughs> okay. So the first thing that happens after this fog cloud has come up, the bird has taken a gander at what's going on down below, and all three of these pirate skiffs have started to row in earnest, is the pirate's pull. So the pirates got, (laughs) won the initiative roll, which means that all three of your boats are going to travel a full 80 feet in this first round. Love it. Uh, Blue Nose Betty shouts out and says,
0: all right, we've got to focus on getting to the boats as quick as possible.
1: (laughs) And so all of the pirates start pulling, which includes you, Jasu, right? Yeah. Because that is how you're sitting at one of the oars. I am. So if you take your action to do something else Mm -hmm. for every either movement or action that you use, it'll just decrease the path of your boat by five feet. Got it. And I might have you do an athletics check to see if you can give a little boost and make the boat travel even faster. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm.
4: What is pulling?
1: Pulling on the oar. Oh. Literally oh. pulling on the so oar. You mean
4: you mean rowing?
1: Rowing. <laughs> Row!
4: Yeah.
1: Row! Yeah. I'm rowing. So the, n- <laughs> the next thing that happens after these pirates start rowing very very hard and getting these boats to to skim they're they're kind of like crashing up against these waves is that the enormous bird dives down towards you Bleh. this fuck that bird this fog cloud is obscuring your vision somewhat but you hear the sound of its wings whistling through the air as it comes down towards you And through little bits of the fog, you see the profile of a figure standing astride its back.
4: (gasps) Standing, bitch. It rises
1: up as it gets close to you. And it's kind of like standing, like you would stand up in your stirrups, right? It's it's riding this bird and it rises. You see that it's a heavily armored individual with a saber hanging from their belt and a bow similar to the ones that you saw Captain Kriego and the Outriders use when they were fighting you yesterday. And this figure draws the bow as the Osprey comes out of this dive about 20 feet over the sea level and pulls back an arrow. This rider is going to aim at one of the pirates who is rowing on Joe's boat, who is outside of the fog cloud, so at the front end of this boat, and is going to take... And arrow shot.
4: Why would these motherfuckers want children? Go away.
1: He's not shooting at the children, he's shooting at the I know, but at
4: why? The Let the children leave.
1: 13 to hit, which will hit which will hit the
4: pirates. No, his armor class is twenty-seven.
1: <laughs> oh shit. That's a lot of damage. Oh no,
3: I don't like the sound of that. He said, "Oh, oh! I've surprised myself at how much damage that I'm about to do to this person."
1: Okay, the pirate does not go down, ha! but the pirate takes this arrow in the shoulder, reaches up, snaps off the the half of the arrow, and goes back and continues rowing. And that brings us to Titan's turn.
3: Titan sees like this person astride a bird. And shouts to them, you riding a bird? Really? You sitting on top of a bird? Why don't you go for a swim? And Eh. I would like to cast suggestion and ask them to jump off of their bird and take a swim. (laughs) Uh, And the first part of that was unsettling words. So I'm going to roll a D6. and
1: Oh, shit.
3: Subtract that.
4: Love that.
1: Only two. Oh my god. <laughs> this is the terror of a charm based spellcaster. <laughs> just any <laughs> adversary, no matter how important they are to the storyline, just leave. We'll just dive into the water and
4: How about you
5: leave? <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, so what are they subtracting from this?
3: They're subtracting two from this role and they have to beat a DC fourteen.
1: Okay, so they they have to get fifteen or higher. Fifteen or higher. And I will tell you Whiz. that. It's a wisdom save. Yeah. They have a plus three to this. Okay. So they need 12 on the die to succeed, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Three. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> fuck,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck yeah. Okay. So uh, Whoa, you see them- the shit Swan dive. Right <laughs>
1: You see, they take this shot, they look over at you, they, they kind of do a double take as you shout at them and they look down. You see that they're wearing splint armor, heavy, wow. heavy armor,
2: <laughs> the no.
1: yellow, with a, with a crest on the center of a, of a diving osprey and you see the, the heavy saber hanging on the side of their, oh, their body, gosh. you see this quiver of arrows full of, full of, I mean, the arrows Cast iron heavy. arrows. <laughs> and then they take a look down at the water and they say, hmm, <laughs>
5: Fuck. I'm just imagining this person's face, thinking that's a good idea, but like genuinely thinking that's a good idea.
1: Oh God! So that they don't have to do that until their next turn, though, right? Uh, let's they let's see
3: you suggest a uh, a magical influence creature you can see within range. I can hear and understand your creature that can't be charmed or immune to this. Suggests it must be worded in such a manner that the course of action sounds reasonable. Target must make a Wisdom save. On a failed save, it pursues the course of action you should describe to the best of its ability suggestion course of action can continue for the entire duration. If the suggested activity can be completed in a shorter time, the spell ends when the
1: subject finishes what you've
3: asked it to do.
1: Great. So I think this will be the first thing they do on, Great. on their turn. They won't be able to make any attacks or anything before they do this. Dope. Okay. So anything else, Titan?
3: Then I just tell, tell the pirates, row, y'all, let's go. <laughs> okay.
5: I have a question about yeah. everything that you just said. So why is it, though... It feels kind of like a reaction to the spell. Like if I were to stab someone, Mm -hmm. which caused them to fall backwards into a pit or something, it's like them moving because they've been hit by an object that has pushed them backwards and they're stumbling. Isn't like, oh, they're... That's their action. That's movement.
1: Thanks for welcoming us to uh, the Crunch the of the crunch Dice. The Crunch of the Dice. Crunch, Crunch, <laughs> Crunch of the Dice. I, th-
5: I was going to leave it, but I just couldn't. My brain's kind of... H- you, it stopped, shouldn't take like, too long. Okay.
1: Basically, th- if you're going to push somebody into something on your turn, you have to do that with your own action economy. Uh-huh. So, like, this spell is not Thunderwave. Wave. Thunder Wave says if they fail their save, they get moved back 10 feet, right? Okay. This spell is saying, I suggest this course of movement. You do it using your own action economy Mm. so they don't have the ability to to do anything right now because it's not their turn if it was a shove attack because a shove attack is a type of attack you can go up to somebody and shove them into a pit if you want they're standing Mm. at the lip but if you just attack them you you can't by rules as written you can't say oh i because i hit them with my stab they fall into this pit you know you have to do something else that moves them into that pit okay does that make sense enough yeah Enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that because I've told them to do
3: a thing they yeah. have to do it yeah I haven't done I haven't done it to
1: them
5: sure yeah and no, that is, makes sense
1: yeah so uh, if nothing else Titan then that will bring us to Joe
5: great I'm gonna cast Firebolt at the bird at the
1: bird great yep.
5: That's what I'm gonna do. It's only fireball. It's just a cantrip. Yeah. I'm not an animal hater.
1: Say <laughs> giant bird. That uh,
5: I'm rolling shit today. What'd you get? A nine. I got a nine, and I'm <laughs> seeing if there's anything I can do about it. Okay. I can't do anything. Okay. It's a nine.
1: It misses.
3: It. F- it's a nine for me.
5: But did it distract it a bit? I mean, like it was a fireball <laughs> that flew past it. It
1: clocks you. But. It sees <laughs> you attacking <laughs> it. Backfire. <laughs>
2: um. <laughs>
5: <laughs> does see the firebolt. That is true. Well, it happened. I'm not taking it back. <laughs> no take backs in d and
1: <laughs> Okay. Uh, anything else, Joe?
5: No. I'm just eyeing the pirate ship, cheerleading on the pirates. I am awesome
1: pirate. Okay. Jasu.
4: It's the- I of the pirate, it's the thrill of the night. It's a get through the fog and don't die. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Get through this fog and not die. Awesome. I'm just going to try and help row.
1: Okay, great. Well, yeah, why don't you give me an athletics check to see if you can give any boost of speed. That's a 12. All right, it's good. You're keeping pace, but this is a kind of a new activity for you. So all three of your boats have made 80 feet. So Titan... Your boat is last in line. You only have 120 feet to go. Sweet. This brings us to the bird. So the rider on the <laughs> on the back of the bird. Mm-hmm. It was
5: an invisible fireball. Takes.
1: He's he is in the process of of taking his bow and and like putting it back over his shoulder and uh, standing up, stretching out a little bit, getting ready to dive in. And he points down at the first boat in the order, which is the same one that you are on, Joe, and which the bird also is looking at, and says, Fantasia, do a flyby.
5: I, he needs to jump in the fucking water. I don't get why he can do this when he's supposed to be in the water. I will not stand for this.
1: It's because this is Flavor. Uh, the bird is doing this. and um...
5: Because he's saying it to the bird. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the I didn't need the bird
4: Not to be... Mm, but suggestion no, doesn't right, mean that they don't want to fight Can't us anymore. It <sighs> just means they're going to do <sighs>
1: something else too.
5: <Yeah. laughs> Fine. Um, i okay. that then.
1: So the bird is going to fly down and attack that same pirate that was a that got hit by the arrow no no wait
4: wait wait i think i can i think oh wait it's not on my boat is it it's on the other boat
1: correct and that will hit i can't help and that is enough to do in this pirate this pirate
4: (sighs) all the children are officially need therapy officially in therapy right now how does the
5: bird hit like what does that look like
1: uh so this was the beak so that it it's diving down and pierces with the beak and then what? reaches over with its talons toward you joe who just shot a no firebolt at it
4: it doesn't do that that's bad and we don't like that
1: it's a 23 to are hit are you
5: fucking kidding me
1: jesus <laughs> For six slashing damage as it claws at you with its talons. So
5: it gets two things. That's the mechanics of this bird.
1: Yes. Ugh. Yes, it is. Um, and that will bring us to the end of the round. So the these boats are quickly cutting through the waves here, making a beeline toward the pirate ships. The fog cloud is still ensconcing you, making it harder for some of you, to be hit by attacks, focusing the attacks here at the front of these skiffs. Looking back, you can see now the battle raging on top of the cliffs. You hear (laughs) small explosions as pirates are firing their muskets down from the, the battlements at the Koro soldiers who you presume are down below. You hear shouts and see what looks like a fire blooming up in one part. It's, it's hard to see any of the details because of how far below you are, but you see the flare of what must be some kind of incendiary or something as this battle is raging. Fuck. And that brings us back up to the pirates. So you have gotten close enough now that joe you look off towards the ship you see pirates on the side of this this large schooner with muskets of their own pointed at this bird oh three of them are going to take shots now that the bird is close enough to them yes. for them to uh, to try to get a shot off
4: i'm both sad that a bird's going to die and happy that we're
3: not going to die
1: one of them will hit Dealing eight points of damage.
3: We love to see it. We love to hear it.
4: It's the eye of the pirate. It's the fear of the night. It's the get through the fog and don't die.
1: I actually don't know what, uh, what noise an osprey makes, but to the sound of this fight music, uh, the <laughs> osprey's cry pierces <laughs> as it gets hit in its shoulder this causes it to dive down even lower to try to get out of range anymore and as it dips it gets close enough to your boat joe that everybody on the front side of this boat needs to make a strength save strength or dex i thought
5: it was honor i think i misunderstood i thought it was on like on our boat because it tried, it totally, pierced someone totally. and then it like clawed yeah, yeah, yeah. at me. <laughs>
1: it's kind of doing like a little flyby okay. action. So it pierced at you and then it stayed in the air. Okay. Um, and so now it's circling back around. And because of its big, broad wings, all of you on the front side of this boat need to make a dexterity save. A dexterity.
5: Mm. Okay. So D20 and then saving throw. Yeah. This will
1: include Malaya, several of the pirates. 19. Hey, And I think the kids are all crowded in the back.
5: Don't kill the children.
1: Malaya is good as well. She ducks down. Three of the pirates, however, were focusing all of their energy on rowing and go over. Oh, um, no. So the other three pirates on the front side of this boat are off. Meaning Do they the,
5: have PFDs on? Absolutely not. Ah, <laughs> fuck.
1: <laughs> meaning that your boat is now at half speed.
4: Ah, fuck. Um, okay.
1: So with that as your three boats are traveling, your boat is only able to go a maximum of 40 feet. Ah!
4: With the dash?
1: With the dash. So Jasu and Titan, your boats quickly start to catch up. You were only 80 feet away, so you were quite close, but now you are only 40 feet.
5: And we're going 40 feet and we have Who's rowing So
1: there were eight total oh, and eight. now you've there lost four total. Okay. I and so there's four.
5: Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and so
1: Jasu, your boat is quickly passing them. Cool. Titan, your boat is is abreast. The action is to Koro. So you see him standing on top of this strange um saddle. You see the silhouette of his beard. And it strikes you because it is so similar to that sculpture, that relief sculpture that you just saw in Typhon Head. Mm -hmm. It has the same kind of chisel cut, squared off shape in this silhouette that that stone image has from all of those hundreds of years ago. And he puts his hands over his head, (laughs) bends his knees, and... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, <my God. laughs> how, how big is the splash dives Perfect. down no
1: <laughs> roll for splash, splash.
3: <laughs> rolling for splash <laughs> <laughs> it's a 10 on the die what does that mean
1: and dives <laughs> medium splash that's yeah, it's average a
5: clean clean dive but
1: down into the water and You do not see him resurface immediately. (laughs) Let me make an athletics check here. And then he erupts out doing a gorgeous butterfly.
5: In armor. Wow.
1: He got a 24 on his. Wow. Wow. Oh, hot. Uh, And begins doing this butterfly stroke because these boats have now cruised out from under where he was. So he is now behind the boats trying to catch up <laughs> however he is quite close to where these pirates are what is he going to do he's going to shout out and say
0: Fantasia continue the attack
1: oh, um, as guy. he continues his swim routine that should bring us to Titan how close are some are Joe and Mai's boats so your boats are separated by Jasu's boat but you oh. are you are now closer to the, the pirates themselves um, who are in the water. Oh, okay. So your, your boat has caught up and is closer. Joe, your boat continued going as fast as it could. Cool. Uh, and now, Titan, you are close to these pirates.
3: Yeah, I guess I'm gonna say to these rowing pirates, I'm like, get them on board, get them on board, uh, and see if they can grab
1: any of these folks. I know that might slow yeah. us down. It, it might, yeah. But Okay, so three of them are going to reach down to try to grab these three and two of them get uh, a pirate and manage to haul one of them up. But there's somebody at the bow of the skiff reaches down and misses it, and so now this Mm. pirate is sliding by, the the boat is sliding by them. Great.
3: I am gonna, on Joe's boat, the person who got shot with the arrow, they're down, right? Yeah. I'm gonna shout over to that person and say, What's the matter? You got a little arrow in your shoulder? Get up and start rowing. <laughs> and cast Healing Word okay. on them. Great. So
4: there's two pirates still in the water?
3: There's one pirate oh, nice. still in the water. One, okay. Yeah. They 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 come they pop back up if they're not fully dead for eight. Amazing. Max on a Healing Word. Amazing. And then I will reach down to try to help this pirate. I, so, you could
4: also, Yeah. if, we're, if we allowed, Go ahead. you could also help me because I'm going to do the same. And I'm strong and might not fall in. And you are weak and might fall in. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you already passed the guy, though? Have I? Would I be in range if I use my staff to try and ho- hoist him up? Titan's this... boat was the last boat.
1: Yeah, Jasu, if you want to use your action to reach down and try to try to grab this this pirate, go for it. Okay. Just do it now. Just do it now. Mm.
4: Great. I will do that. I'm do-, do I do it in athletics? What am I doing?
1: Yeah, for make sure. an athletics check. You're trying to beat a 12.
4: Okay, I, I do. I, I have a 17.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, so as as your boat is passing, Jasu, you reach down and pull this one pirate up <sighs> and two of the other pirates pull the the other two that are still in the water when your boat gets up there, Titan. So you've used a bonus action now. Anything else you want to do on your turn?
3: Why not? I'll fucking shoot an arrow at Fantasia. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. Okay. All right. Ugh, I hate birds. <laughs> And I will. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be 22 to hit.
1: That, that'll do it.
3: Four damage.
1: Awesome. Uh, as you do this in between strokes.
0: Hey, where did you get that bow? <laughs> It looks familiar.
3: (laughs) This Bo and I were born to be together. Keep swimming, you doing great. You are, you are giving new meaning to swim like a butterfly, sting (laughs) like a bee. (laughs) Wait, it's float, it's float. Cut that out, Torsten.
2: Uh, It's float like
3: a butterfly. Uh, Well, I guess you are floating. All right, right. take two. You're giving new meaning to float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Keep all of
4: it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> keep all of it. So good. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> you
4: said every take was a good take. You should keep all of that. <laughs> Honestly, they people deserve to hear it three
5: times. <laughs>
1: okay. So uh, that brings us to Joe.
5: How close is the bird to me?
1: The bird is now about forty feet from you. Give or take? Mm.
5: The bird is about 40 feet. Okay. That bird tried to snatch me. I am like feeling a bit hot headed about this fucking bird. I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb. <gasps> okay. Fire. Second level at this okay. fucking bird.
1: All right. Bring it on. 16. That'll hit. <sighs> Death. And. Roll a d100. Oh.
5: 18. 18! 18 damage? 18. I got a 7 and a 6.
1: Holy
3: shit. the
5: second level of 48s. Wow, the crack
3: Holy... goes wild. Yes! Ah!
5: <laughs> wild magic surge. It's an 82. Ah! You can take one additional action immediately. Hey. Uh-huh. <gasps> <Whoa. gasps>
1: That's good. Wow. Okay.
5: That's fucking good. This is a cool one too. I mean, the other, the imaginary bugs one or whatever. That one was fun. I really liked but, your
1: improv there. Yeah.
5: Okay. So I'm casting chromatic orb. It, it does a bunch of damage, and because my my wild magic, I feel like it's always related to my hair. It mm. manifests Hot. in my hair. Let me think what I want to do with my action actually, because I want to fuck this bird up. Yes. Damn straight. I'm gonna cast chromatic orb again, but it's gonna be first level. Can you do that? Because like aren't you only oh, allowed to one spell? Yeah, you're probably right. You could so do Firebolt, I can, though. I could, do, yeah. a cantrip. You yeah, could yeah, do a cantrip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I cast chromatic orb, it fucking hits. Uh huh. And then because of what I rolled on the wild magic table, it's like my uh, my hair kind of like it's like a gust of wind came from behind so it all just like flies forward Uh but like from it is this energy that like is fire and turns into a firebolt that gets shot up at the bird afterwards fuck yeah (laughs) i love that
2: give
1: me that attack roll
4: (laughs) that's so cool oh fuck me only if you would really like that
5: (laughs) (laughs) it's there's nothing wait can i do tides of chaos you can now
1: that's the thing you now have it back
5: (laughs) yeah i need to do tides of chaos what'd you get i got a freaking nine because i rolled a three on the dice okay
1: yeah you want (laughs) to take that second roll
5: yes i do (laughs) fuck me nope it's a one it's not one not one
1: okay (laughs) what does that look like
5: the fire still like tries to manifest Uh out of joe's hair yeah but (laughs) instead when it's like gust of wind flying forward it just like tangles in front of her face uh-huh. and like she can't see then where she is like she can't focus or see where she's casting this spell okay so it's dead
2: okay it's <laughs>
1: actually
5: hilarious to think about
2: uh, <laughs> like, ah! it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay jasu
4: i had used my action to pull the person out, the, right. out of the water right. and uh, it, and then i'll go back to helping Row. but like i i know that that we inc- awesome. decreased five feet, yeah. um, is what you said, I believe.
1: Which means that your boat is still the closest to the ship. You're now 25 feet from the ship. Uh, you see that they are now throwing ladders and things down to be able to help you on as soon as you get cool. there. Uh, and that will bring us to Fantasia. So Fantasia is not looking super thrilled about getting hit by all of this magic and is realizing that being close to this boat that has you in it joe is a recipe for pain
5: yes it is (laughs) (laughs) i am who i am
1: and so fantasia is going to circle around towards the back seeing that these pirates are getting pulled back onto the ship and is going to reach back out and attack what did you do Titan, you used healing word. Healing word, and then I I did shoot shoot Fantasia with an arrow. With an arrow, great. Yeah. So Fantasia's coming at you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So this will be a beak.
4: A freak Fantasia.
1: An eight to hit. That'll miss. And a nine with the talons. So uh, Fantasia flies back and is a bit flustered and is not able to hit you at all.
3: I do have that effect on people. Didn't know I had that effect on birds.
1: Which brings us to the end of the round. And you look back, now you are, you're close to the ships. Uh, you see the open ocean wide and dark with a sliver of moonlight glinting off of the waves. And directly in front of you, you see the enormous ridge line of the storm crest. And as you all are looking back in kind of the heat of this adrenaline filled, moment time seems to slow just for a second and you realize that over the past few days you've gone from the head of this bay where those tiny little lights are twinkling in Stormhaven along the edge of the ridge here up to the highest point there at Tempest Top and then down the ridge all the way to Typhon Head which you see now with flashes of fire and shouts of soldiers and pirates fighting each other and you are far enough away at this point that you see the pirates starting to make their descent uh, from the battlements. And it looks like they are trying to make a coordinated retreat from the battlements. And that brings us to the pirates' turn. So the pirates are going to do three three more step up with loaded muskets and take aim. Uh, they were kind of pointing down towards the soldier, <laughs> but realized that he's in the water. It's going to be really hard to hit. So they... Uh, they aim towards the bird, which is continuing to attack you as well. Uh, One of them will hit for another six points of damage.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: And that will bring us to... Actually, what happens is the Duke, Duke Koro, uses his legendary action once again to say,
0: do a flyby.
1: And I'm just going to step us out of combat rounds here. Oh, okay. Because fantasia has had enough fantasia looks injured and you see the eye roll even in the (laughs) darkness from this distance (laughs) and like it was hunting for a fish for a huge marlin or something that a giant osprey might hunt for it dives down and grabs coro in its talons stopping him from continuing his (laughs) swimming
0: hey i was getting my laps in Fantasia, girl, where
3: are you going? We was just starting to have fun. And Isn't it whispers,
1: "Oh shit." <laughs> uh, okay, I guess I will have to take care of this math. Great, that's a save, right? Sure is. Ooh, I
3: rolled good. <laughs> that's a twelve. That's a fail. Fifteen psychic damage.
1: Oh my god. Uh, Fantasia <sighs> looks beleaguered by the world as. This bird is picking up this heavy, heavy soldier and flaps her wings as as hard as she can, starts to gain air. Is anybody else going to do anything to this bird as it is flying off? It uh, has the Duke. Uh, the Baron. Sorry, it has <laughs> it the has, Baron. It has the Baron. It has Baron Coro in its talons and is flying away from you, but also not towards the battle. It looks like Fantasia is done and is headed back towards deep hold on the far side of the bay.
5: I don't really want him to get away. I don't know what we would do with him though.
1: It's really up to you. So I in this legendary action gives Fantasia half their movement speed. And then the the bird flies super fast. Okay,
5: attack. then fuck it. I'm gonna cast chromatic orb again.
1: Okay. Go ahead and make your attack roll. And also roll a D one hundred.
5: Oh, are you kidding me? I'm I think this is cursed, babe. This is another <laughs> That one.
1: Wow. No. Ro- so roll the, roll the wild. Okay,
5: I'm gonna roll. Y'all, this is hilarious.
1: Yeah. Okay.
5: I have to roll a d10. Okay. Your age changes by a number of years equal to the roll. Uh-huh. If the roll is odd, you get younger. So anything odd makes me younger. Uh-huh. Anything even makes me older. Oh
4: my God. <laughs> wow.
5: Luckily it's only 10. Like the max I'm going to get is 10, right. you know. Fuck. That's wild. How
3: old is Joe?
5: I mean <laughs> How old? I, in my head she's a young adult. I don't yeah. know what when you're half elf. How <sighs> old? I don't I'm not sure what a young adult is uh-huh. for a half elf.
3: I'm around the same as humans. Oh.
5: It's one. So <gasps> I'm one year. Younger. Ooh. hey goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. At first when I read this, I thought that if you got a one, like you became one <laughs> for oh. a second. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> That's not what it says. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, man, so I'm so like looking a little fresher because I just lost a year. <laughs> a few less fine lines. I'll take it.
1: <laughs> Jasu, are you going to do anything with your action economy here?
4: He, so the bird's not down.
1: The bird is not yeah, down. Okay,
4: then I, there's nothing I can do. I don't have anything ranged. Um, so I continue to row.
1: Okay. I will tell you that the bird's flying speed is 60 feet. So it is able to get 30 feet on the legendary action and then 120 feet with its movement speed. So it is 150 feet away from you. If anybody wants to do something that has that range, you can. Otherwise, it is flying away as your boats are now starting to bang into the ships, which are moored here, and the pirates is are starting exactly to-
3: exactly at the end of the range of a longbow. Okay. 150 feet. Go for it. At the end of regular range. All right. I'm going to take a shot. Go for it. I'm going to miss. Uh, it is
1: 11. All right. It's, uh, it's close, but the bird swerves out of the way, hearing the whistle of the arrow coming over its shoulder. And continues on its flight path as far away from you all as possible as the pirates are helping you unload these boats. And that, I think, is a good place to end our session. Oh boy. (laughs) Whoa.
4: Wow. Wow,
3: wow, wow, wow,
1: wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Nice work, everybody. (laughs) Well, Shall we get into some dirty Dirty
5: crit? Dirty crit. Dirty crit. Dirty
1: crit. Okay, everybody.
5: Okay, top of mind, this is not even crit. I'm curious what it feels like for Joe to get one year younger. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. honestly. Like, does she know? Or like, is it all of a sudden she has this- Slightly different feeling in her body. I'm not really sure. I'll, I'm gonna, I have to think about well, that. It was but. interesting what you said about
4: like being half elf. Mm. I feel like one mm. year younger sure. is not as big deal if you're 45 to 44, but it is a bigger deal sure. if you're like 20 to 19. Like that's a big change. And I yeah. also could be yeah. like, I don't know if she got like injured or had anything like a weird scar or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's gone, huh. you know, like things can happen in a year. Yeah. Wild. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't mean like you went back in time mm. and are now <laughs> have a have the, like you are the person you were a year ago. I don't yeah. think so. I don't think so. I think it's yeah, yeah. like
2: <laughs>
1: physiologically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah very interesting uh yeah i feel like some of the stuff on that table i was mentioning this i think it got cut from that time but i want to add kind of go into that wild magic table and look at things that we might want to take out because they might not because i think some of them are kind of weird like Mm. i feel like the getting older and younger is borderline like as a player i might not want that on my table i might not want that as an option for me Mm. like let's say i'm playing a 22 year old well i'm gonna be 12 i don't want to play a 12 year old don't make me play a 12 year old (laughs) Mm, you know sure Whereas uh, we could replace them with stuff stuff that's like Rakatima specific and and might help bring alive the world here.
3: Maybe we'll do a little um crunch of the dice
2: yeah. reflavoring episode. That would be fun. That would be very fun. <gasps> that would be yeah. fun.
4: Love that. Make note of that. I will yeah. say one of the crit things that happened, I like uh-huh. both of you attacking someone who's running away, I was like, Okay.
1: Oh, oh <laughs> this is... interesting. So Jasu's honor. Stuff.
4: Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I think that like flavor-wise it made sense for both. But I think like for oh. Jasu, like both she didn't have any attack. But I was thinking about like, oh, well, she, I guess she could have done something. But like she, again, I don't think she's here because she has any sort of political or any sort of ideological belief. She's here because she's supposed to help. And this person was attacking mm. And now they're leaving. Yeah. Goodbye.
1: Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had not anticipated, oh, what if they just keep focus firing and like try to capture the, the Baron? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're a big bad. I was your, like, You're a mini Whoa, big bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what could that, could, I mean, that could be awesome. Yeah. And it, honestly, it would have been really interesting if you had hit, could, guess how many hit points the, the bird had? i was not so a lot. curious. Three. Two. Two. Two hit points. Oh, man. Anything had hit there. Man, you
5: know, I almost thought of, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if I could use a cantrip. At first, it was like, oh, do I try to use sorcery points or do something to use a Uh cantrip? And at least that would have been Fireballed and it's not high damage, Uh but that could have been the two. It's
1: true. It's true.
5: Drama.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I rolled, you know, I rolled a a one on my D8 for that one um, arrow shot I Mm -hmm. got. Right. I roll the three. Yep. Game. Yeah, that would have been so
1: interesting to capture Baron Coro.
3: I don't know if we, we would. I would have been interested in capturing him. I would. I because like That's we would have been. Because it's like not, no, not necessarily killing killing him either. But like we were trying to get to the boat. I we didn't know Boats. that that was Baron Koro, right? Sure. sure. We knew it was a dude in some heavy armor. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, we need to get to this boat. This person's out here swimming in the ocean. They're probably gonna die. I'm gonna get to this boat. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Is what yeah. I, it was honestly what Titan was thinking because I didn't have the information that that was the Baron. Well, yeah, you know, totally.
1: We'll we'll have to talk about that. I mean, this will all happen in game, but because I think people like Blue Nose Betty are confident that it's the Baron because mm. the Baron is basically the only person who rides these. Osprey, like it's the Baron and like the Baron's heir, the person mm-hmm. who's going to take over after the Baron who are allowed to ride the Osprey. So if anybody's riding Osprey around, it's the Baron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you, honestly, like retcon a little bit, I guess, but like Joe, you local knowledge, you would probably also uh, be able to confidently guess that that's Baron Coro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any thoughts about what Baron Coro is doing? And like, <laughs> if that was pretty, I don't know. <laughs> I mean,
4: yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Go ahead, oh, then, go I was ahead. just
4: gonna say, I mean, I guess he didn't see that they were necessarily children because of all the fog and the only people that were being attacked yeah, were the people and who were attacking were the people on the edge. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Yeah. Does seem a little wild. You're trying to cut,
1: but you're trying to cut him some slack, yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean uh-huh. for for me, for Titan, for I guess for Joshua too, it's like, cool, we're in a battle yeah. now, and like we gotta get to safety Uh and this person is trying like to kill us so let's make it safe for us by killing this person Mm -hmm. (laughs) is what titan is thinking you know and and like especially like coming in from the air we're sitting ducks and literally sitting ducks in the middle of the water it's like dangerous dangerous could just could just pick us up and throw us out into the to the water whatever so and plus it's like all right we're in a we're in a battle. We're in a battle. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an it's a question that's something I think about sometimes about just like, you know, why slash how is, you know, the killing that people do in battlefield situations different than the killing that people do in non-battlefield situations? Uh. And it's like, I know, I think it's easier for people to justify and like deal with that cognitive dissonance when they're in, you know, that field you know the, the that theater or whatever but it's like it's not it's not different right <laughs> you know <gasps> yeah but we people do behave differently yeah i don't know
1: yeah i mean thankfully you all managed to get out with nobody perishing like nobody died the one pirate that got uh that went unconscious due to the osprey attacks you healed immediately mm-hmm. titan and yeah, it's like because I, I I feel like I have my own internal responses for what you are suggesting about like battlefield violence versus you, you know murder, um, and I think it's I think it's a question of who's benefiting and power. Like if you are doing it for a government or a mm-hmm. nation or this like ideal that you might believe is larger than yourself or somebody has told you is larger than individual people, that for some reason seems to justify violence for a lot of people. And cause I feel like that's, that's the logic that Baron Coro is using here. It's like, Oh, I'm, I have this larger cause that I need to fight for. And that's why it's okay to do X, Y, Z. And like, how is that different than going on a fucking crusade, you know? Yeah. But then coming out of this without anybody really getting killed, but, and this came up in the, in the session too, like what happens with those kids who witness this like attack and violence, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's not an easy thing to go yeah. through, you know, regardless of whether or not somebody actually died, like that's still gonna be a really, really hard thing.
4: Yeah, that's why I was saying the thought, fo- like the not being able to see the children with the fog, like it did feel like sure. potentially he thought we were combatants and we were mm-hmm. going to ships. I mean, I can see a rationale there, uh-huh. If he's tacking a a ship full of children, that is uh, incorrect. <laughs> uh, that is a war
5: crime. <laughs> uh, stop. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a cute mo- moment for Titan when Titan healed that NPC that we didn't know very yeah. well. Yeah, I agree.
1: Definitely.
3: And you know, Titan is thinking the literally what they said wa- was like. We need to get to these boats faster. Yeah. <laughs> so get up and row. Yeah. <laughs> <Not really. laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that I'm is true.
1: Giving you breath to do it. Fast. I didn't
5: think about it. I mean, I did think about it that way because you said you said that. But when I don't think when that soldier went down, our speed didn't change though. Tor, the speed changed of our boat when the three went off the edge. Mm-hmm. But that one, so I think that's why I thought it was a cute moment because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it didn't actually. That person being down didn't actually make our boat go slower. So I thought you were doing it to be nice.
2: Mm. <laughs> I mean,
1: it it did. Like, that's why when I accounted for it, I said four. Oh, like I half see. Your, you were I going see. at half sure. speed.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, yes, to be nice, but also to because it's um, like, we need to get to these boats. Yeah. yeah. I can help. Yeah. Anything else
1: that popped out for you this episode?
5: I mean, I'm really curious about And I don't know if we'll learn about this or not. If the person who gave the orphanage, or like whoever turned that keep yeah. into an orphanage slash school, yeah, did they know that this typhon head was there the whole time?
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Like, was there some type of nefarious intentions? I don't know. It just feels like because he was there the whole time.
3: The typhon, the monster itself. The monster. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Were they fleeing that? Fleeing the typhon? Who are the koros were there first, right?
1: it used Uh, to be their keep or yeah like back in the day it was the the koros but they haven't controlled it for a very long time
5: yeah and so maybe this isn't part of the lore but just kind of curious my head was kind of going in places like oh did they leave there because the typhon was there and Mm -hmm. then i don't know just curious about the backstory of that place now
1: yeah they left because the dragon came oh that's right yeah so when the dragon came and messed up their shit at Tempest Top. Mm -hmm. That killed the person who was Baron Koro at the time. And so they were left without, you know, without the ability to maintain their power over the lands that they had claimed. And so the DeLargos, who had already been in power in Stormhaven, then kind of grew and took control of more of the land around there. And so it's been a long while, hundreds of years, that the, the Koro's haven't really had their power. And so it seems like this Baron Coro is somehow claiming birthright to all these lands that he is claiming were stolen from him back in the day, because um, that's part of what that whole letter was, that mm. thing that was supposed to be read out in front of the kids. Mm. And that letter also implied that the kids were meant to stay there because the Baron didn't want anybody going to the city before him. like mm. he he didn't want anybody tipping off the duke who is currently in power and has That's a military Interesting. Uh, as to what is going on.
4: Well, I don't know what to tell you, boy. We out. We <laughs>
1: <laughs> out. <laughs> you know, the other thing that I was that I was thinking about just mentioning was just to do a little mini lore drop mm. here about the, the gem. The gem. Because that question coming up about did you know that this Typhon, the the monster, was here? And I think the answer is no. Mm. Like, I kind of want to hold my cards a little close because that's Mm -hmm. a really interesting plot hook. So maybe Mm -hmm. somebody did know that there was this monster down there. But I I suspect that for most people, the answer is no. We don't really think about where these powerful gems came Mm -hmm. from, but they all came from somewhere. Back in the day, these magical objects that have been handed down, like the Tempest Bringer that Titan has now, like they all came from somewhere and the the magic of those stones was stolen from something. Mm-hmm. but where it came from has been lost to to the, you know, lost to time. And so only by going exploring might you stumble upon where it came from.
4: Are there multiple gemstones? Yeah. It sounds like yes.
1: Totally. Gems, these true gems that supply powerful magical artifacts, there's definitely lots of them. They're expensive mm-hmm. and rare now, but that's where the, the first magical objects came from. And then mm-hmm. since more recently, like they've been synthesizing magical stones that can power things mm-hmm. and, and
5: and that's like joe's crystal
1: well your crystal's different that's the thing oh. nothing has ever nobody's ever seen one like this that can get like recharged by the sun and um and it, it, it's special it's very special okay got it cool awesome anything that you learned from learned about your characters today i
3: think you know it, when we were talking in the pre-show about like things that you would risk for, things you would sacrifice for, all that stuff, that definitely was still kind of on my mind as we were rushing to both save these kids but also like just kind of save ourselves because it's been a bit of a week, right? I don't think Mm -hmm. Kylie was saying that it's like, especially for Joe, it's like we thought we were just going to go to the next village over to do a quick little jaunt and now we're in a war yeah. and we haven't really even had time to sit with that at all. So... It did feel today for Titan that it's like, yes, we gotta get these kids taken care of, but like it really felt like survive, 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 survive. kill who needs to be killed, survive. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I think Jess Sue is still on a struggle bus with all the things that have happened to her in the last less than a week and all of the new things she's learning about the world and about how things work. I'm I'm excited to see where she goes, but I'm also excited to see, based on what you were just saying, Joshua, was like at the beginning mm. of the session of what drives, and you had said at the beginning, like, I think that uh, what drives us is opposite, and I think that will be really interesting. Uh, uh, my dog is drinking <laughs> water. Uh, I think that it'll be really interesting to see how Jesu and Titan learn and grow together, because I think that, if such different things are driving them and they're both learning so much and you get really anxious and stressed and all of those things when new things are happening, it will be interesting to see how that relationship develops.
5: Yeah, I think for Joe, the when you were describing the scene when our boat, when the boat I was on first left the cave and seeing the town and then looking up and seeing the battle, I feel like for Joe, that was like this perspective shift of like, almost like zooming out to the world for her. Like, oh, but there's home and I'm so close. I could just -hmm. just go home. I could Mm -hmm. just like be done if I wanted to Mm -hmm. be done. But then like seeing the battle and how she's gotten herself into, I feel like using the word adventure is not actually the word I want to use. Yeah, something that's bigger than her and that interest to be part of that and feeling like, oh, there is actually no going back to home because i'm looking here and there's home i'm looking here in the battle like those things are now tied there's not going back Mm. to the town that i left and thinking that everything is just going to be the same Mm -hmm. and so really to save that place i need to be here and so i think once it will be interesting once we get to the pirate ship to see just if if we do get like a moment to take a beat like what maybe pours out in that moment for Mm. joe and maybe everyone
1: yeah I will also mention that the walk from like the the road that links Typhon Head and your home city isn't that far. It's like a day's march for an mm-hmm. army, yeah, the okay. other thing that I was gonna mention was uh Jasu, that little i'm I'm curious if it was just because of like <laughs> where my voice was placed as that n p c but you jumping to he him pronouns for the pirate that jumped out of the boat. And then that bringing up the idea of pronouns again for Jasu. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing that. Yeah.
4: I think, (laughs) I mean, like, she still has only ever met one person who stabbed her and killed her who Mm -hmm. has they, them pronouns. And I don't think she Uh has recognized that either because, like, when she was like, oh, like, oh, the, I've only ever met one and, oh, I guess they use it too. Uh I mean, I don't think she, she has a lot of trauma she got to process. <laughs> mm. <laughs> a lot of trauma to process that one. Lot of trauma.
3: Cause yeah, it still hasn't come up with with Titan. No, but right.
4: uh, she's still referring yeah. to Titan as I always forget which one.
3: Recently, you've recently it's okay. been yeah. she. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah does who even know what
1: what she's saying? Or is I, she? I think that you have like...
4: to. Like uh, I don't think that it's possible for, especially if someone has expressed like you hear other people talking about an individual. Or someone has expressed discomfort at something, uh-huh. even if it's not direct, and you continue to use it, that is on you to some extent, no matter yeah. what. Oh, <laughs> I don't sure.
3: think I don't think it's at least in this dynamic it hasn't hasn't really come up at all. Like we haven't had a conversation about it. We think. haven't.
4: It's true, but I do think that like I think underneath it all, she has to have at least an inkling that that might be true for a Titan. You know?
1: Sure. Oh, so I guess this is my question. Like, do you do you think that she should? Or that she does, and like that she inherently I does. I don't
4: think she does consciously.
1: Okay.
4: I don't think when she is told, she will be surprised.
1: Mm, okay, interesting, cool, amazing, everybody. Well, I feel like that is a good place to wrap things up.
4: Rap, 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 That's rap, a wrap. Rap, rap, rap.
1: Shall we get some plugs, Deanna? plug
4: something what do i want to
2: plug
4: Uh, i want to
1: plug your show yeah i guess yeah
4: i'll plug my show july 8th my show at capitol hill arts workshop uh and on uh actually july 7th too it's on both friday and saturday in the evening at seven
1: great come through that's the one that that i'm really glad that you plugged just because this episode should be coming out Either May 31st or June 14th. So, great. Yeah, people can actually go see that. Woo! Yes. Kylie, anything to plug?
5: I'll plug. So, I don't know if I've brought this up here before I'm on the board at my Tai Chi studio oh, which is a new thing and we had a little silent auction this past weekend that I was in charge of and like a just a small like potluck silent auction type of deal so i'm going to plug my Tai Chi studio chi yeah. Qi tao q i t a o chi tao so if you're in the Brooklyn area and you're interested in tai chi or kung fu they cater to a diversity of people it's really wonderful really i guess big range of ages that come to Tai Chi, which I really love. So it's kind of for everyone. So Chi Tao, if you're looking for some Tai Chi in your life.
1: And uh, Kylie has a really awesome Tai Chi sword now, which I do. is a pretty great perk.
5: Well, yes. Yep, just started sword forms. So yes. Hmm. maybe we'll see some pictures or video of that on yeah. the Insta at some point once I get better. <laughs>
3: Ah, oh, amazing. I know cuz you were you were talking about whether you wanted to do sword form or not. Yes,
5: correct. And so I I'm committing. I'm I mean, now I'm on the board of the studio, so I really <laughs> just like deep deep dove into the commitment of tai chi and the studio. Yes. <laughs> but okay, I'll throw it out there. I had this intention for this year of finding ways to give back or participate in the Park Slope community. Ideally Park Slope, if not like Brooklyn, because I just have not done that since being in New York. And so it feels like being on the board of this Tai Chi studio that's been around forever that serves the community, because they do classes at hospitals and libraries, like kind of free classes to the public sometimes. And it's like, ooh, maybe that ties into that intention mm-hmm. now that mm-hmm. I am serving the board.
1: Yeah, community Amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Joshua?
3: Plugs. Plugs for May.
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
3: Um, mm. uh, I'm going to be, I don't know if we have, if anybody's listening from the Boston area, um, I'm going to be doing a show at the Huntington Theater, um, the Lehman Trilogy, if y'all have heard of it. By the time this comes out, we'll be uh, pretty close to uh, opening that up. Come check out the the Lehman Trilogy at, at the Huntington.
1: Amazing. Uh, well, all right, we're all playing real things, so I'm going to play a real thing too. And unfortunately, I... We plan these things so last minute that I don't know when our next one will be after this comes out, but it's the Backroom Shakespeare Project. (gasps) Right. We do plays in the backrooms of bars. It started in Chicago, but now there's chapters in Los Angeles and New York as well. And there's also similar things. like You can go to backroomshakespeare.com and... We have like a a network of other similar groups that do plays like this all over the country, uh, including Bard Shakes in Minneapolis. It's like the way that Backroom does it, we have no director, there's one rehearsal, and we do it in a bar, all off book. There's a prompter, so if you go up online, you can call that line. And so it's a really, really fun time. It brings a unique flavor out of Shakespeare's plays that in many ways, we think is maybe similar to the way the Globe Theater was when they were originally written. And we're about to do Henry the Fourth Part One, which is a blast, but that will be done by the time this releases. But sign up for the email list on the website, packfromshakespeare.com, and you can find out when the next shows are.
5: Boom. Plugged And
1: <laughs> yeah, plugged up. And we'd love to hear from you. So connect with us on the socials at WinHat at when crit happens or send us an email (laughs) at when crit happens at (laughs) gmail.com and if you haven't had enough of us head on over to our Patreon for more patreon.com slash when crit happens
2: crit on on. on, bye bye bye
1: hope you enjoyed the show everyone special thanks to Cullen Fitzpatrick for our theme music and original musical underscoring by Wormwood Balen Wagner and Benjamin Bergdorf Full episodes come out every other Wednesday. On the off weeks, exclusive content is released for our members. Head over to patreon.com slash happens to join the community. Thanks for listening. This large scooter is... Um, scooter's a thing, pretty sure. I don't yep. know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it
5: is. I don't know what it is exactly in terms of... At this point, you.
4: I'm just going to assume that every word you say, I won't know. And I'm just oh, nodding yeah. along. I don't know. You could be see, saying anything right now. A is a type right of now.
5: sailing vessel. <laughs> and then um, we
4: googly gawked onto the Google and we said Google Google, backy backy, poopy poopy. And I two or more <laughs> masts.
1: Oh, okay. Two or and more then ma- that's yeah, what they did. And they two or did backy
4: poopy poopy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they did. And they I'm gonna roll. Yep, they did it. <laughs> They got a 22 to do that.